Hello, and welcome to Breakfast for Dinner with Sarah the Human. I'm Sarah the Human, and this is the face mask and orgasms episode. That's really hard to say. Face mask and orgasms. Lots of S's. Today's guest is my dear friend, Kim Gillis, and I am so in awe of her. She was incredibly open about her story and journey with sex. We talk about sex as self-care, whether that is sex with someone else or sex with yourself. And Kim just shares how finding self-love and self-acceptance actually enhanced her sex life. This episode might be my favorite yet, which is saying a lot, as you know, because we've had some incredible guests and some great topics that we've talked about so far. But this one, I think this topic just has a special place in my heart because I struggled with sexual sin- Ugh, can't talk. Sexual sin- shame. Gosh, these S's are tripping me up. Um, I struggled with sexual shame for years and years and years, and I think unlocking my sexuality probably was the number one thing that catapulted me into a self-love, self-acceptance journey the most. And so... I just want to encourage everyone to embrace their sexuality, explore it, talk about it with some trusted friends. Definitely feel free to share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit from it. I hope that it can really help someone out there reclaim their sexuality and find confidence in it and start to enjoy it. I know you're going to love being a fly on the wall for this conversation because as you'll be able to tell, Kim is such a safe space and she is just one of the most kind-hearted and open people I've met. I've linked Kim's Instagram as well as some resources that we talked about during the episode in the description, so check those out. Now, without further ado, Kim Gillis. You chose a bold topic to <laughs> talk about, um, so I'm really, I'm already inspired yeah. that you are wanting to come on and talk about sex and yeah. your journey with it. Yeah. I've heard just a little bit from, like, you and I talking, but I'd love to just hear from you kind of the whole picture of yeah. your journey with sex and where that started for you and maybe some of your struggles with it and then where you're at now. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because... Um, growing up, I was like told sex was bad. And so in my head, I just know sex is bad. And well, it's, it's okay when you, once you're married, it's like, it's for when you're married and then it's good. So my whole life before marriage, no one talked about it. And so I had no idea about it, except all I know is it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then all of a sudden it's good. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, apparently. To be like, okay, now it's um, fine. <laughs> but then when you get married the craziest thing is still no one no one talked about it Mm. i'm from a small town so like i feel like maybe more people might talk about it in la i don't know but small town in australia so no one's like talking about it um have you seen bridgerton i have there's like this um scene where she's like getting ready to get married and the mom's like do you have any think you want to know and she's about to like she's like oh i'm curious about that topic sex and then she's like oh sorry we're out of time and you have to go and I was like oh my gosh that's 
I feel like that's so relatable. Yes, like, and that just... was like from what the 1800s. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I mean that's fictional, but, yeah. but still, it was supposed to be representing a time so long ago. Yeah, and even just when we were growing up. It was like the same principles we're having. Yeah. People still weren't talking about it. Yeah, not enough people talk about it. And so, yeah, I just went into my marriage ha- not having no idea, never have done it. And then straight away, like, I literally remember when we got married, we went to a hotel and I was like, oh, I was so excited for this moment. And now I'm like really terrified because I've never been naked in front of someone. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then so Chris is like, hey, just go have a shower and let me know when you're ready. And then I was like, it was it was terrible. And eventually I invited him in and it was just like super awkward. And we tried to it's interesting. So we tried to have sex, which is like the way that it's like shown on movies like the normal way like um is it missionary like missionary yeah, it's yeah. Just like the boring normal <laughs> like that's what you think it is because you don't know because no one's we've never right, talked about right. it and it was the worst experience of my life it was oh, like yeah. super painful and then I think because it was so painful it just like put put up all these walls so then like we've been married for eight years now and we've had terrible sex for eight years but I started to open up and ask a couple of other people about it like when we were newly married and just yeah I couldn't find good advice which was really interesting um so we just yeah kept having terrible sex life and then up until recently like we went on that trip with you in Texas after you'd written your book as well like because I'd just been reading that book on the lake and then you opened up a little bit about your journey like your sex life and so I was like, oh, I want to talk to you about that. Um, and then that just took me on like a journey of like, also, I, I never used to read. So your book was very helpful to like get into reading. And then now I'm, I like did a ton of research to find books on sex because I was like, I'm not educated in this area. And I've found that that's really helpful. Yes, that yeah. is so cool to hear. I mean, that shift is so important going from, ooh, this is scary, yeah. this is taboo, to actually, this is something we're all wanting to like open up in ourselves. So it actually doesn't need to be so heavy and yeah. hidden. Um, so I just love how you brought it out into the light of your own experience and yeah. just started chatting with people and reading and like doing research yeah the first book I read was called like ridiculously good sex or something like that and it was cool because it um shared so many different people's stories and then there was like one couple that had a very similar story to my story and I was like I've never heard anyone have that story before other than knowing my my own story and then It was just really cool because I feel like often when people have bad experience with sex, they might think they're broken or Mm -hmm. they might not. Like for so long, like, well, I have a very like low sex drive, I guess. Um, Low libido. Yeah. So then reading books and even listening to Sex with Emily, the podcast, um, I've actually realized if I'm reading books um, regularly about sex, then it's on my mind. So then I'm more likely to be into it. And then when I'm reading other books that don't have anything to do with sex, I'm like not interested at all. So I'm like, I have to be very intentional because I have a lower sex drive to keep it, like keep uh, putting it in my mind. <laughs> totally. I guess. Yeah. Yes. And then you also mentioned um, 
uh, didn't y'all go on a vacation? Yes. Okay, yeah, share a little bit about that. Um, well, this was cool. It's the first time we ever did this, but I just had this great idea where I was like, let's go on vacations and like theme them. And Chris had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> he's like, theme he's like, okay. And so she's like, so what's the theme of this one? And I was like, I think this one should be sex, sex theme. Um, so let's just go with the intention of being open and just have that on our mind. And it was like really nice. Like we've got a place in uh, Big Bear surrounded by the forest. Like it was just beautiful. And we had a hot tub and it was nice and cold up there. So it was like really cool to just, um, yeah, just go with that intention. Cause otherwise I honestly probably would have not wanted to do it at all or probably done it once. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good. Um, yeah. just having that on top of mind. Cause I think orgasms and sex has so much to do with our minds actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like our brain is a huge part of it Yeah, and it can be so powerful. Like if our brain is thinking about it all day, then it's like more enjoyable when we're actually experiencing it. For me, I'll fast forward to certain parts in Bridgerton <laughs> or in That's like funny. other shows I love it. and I'm like, okay, if I just like watch this, then it'll help me, yes. you know, then it's like, oh, okay, I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually the first time I probably ever got a little turned on <laughs> from a book was probably Twilight, <laughs> probably like in high school. Um, I think it was like the third one or the fourth yeah. book. I don't know. <laughs> and I remember feeling so kind of ashamed, kind of naughty or whatever. But now that I, you know, I've had so much more growth and empowerment in my life. Now I will actually look up steamy romance novels <laughs> or almost like pornographic novels that are romance yeah. because those can really help me get in the mood and yeah. increase my libido. Yeah, I totally feel like that really works. I haven't read any like uh, novels like that are a, that's a story. I do think definitely the books, even though they really like it's like therapists that have written this like a book about sex and stuff, but it works, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So, okay, so you talked about like a themed vacation, just kind of mm -hmm. keeping that top of mind and then, you know, reading books. Uh, what are some other things that helped you embrace your sexuality? Yeah, I think um, at the beginning, like it felt weird, but I'm like, hey, just like let's kind of plan sex because when you just come home and you're like, let's go. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into that like at all. Um, but if we plan it like the day before, then I'm like, okay, before you get home, I can like do all these things. And then it's great. Also on sex with Emily, I did hear her say one time, um, pleasuring yourself or, um, orgasm is the original self care. Oh yeah. And I was great. just like, huh that's so interesting to see it that way makes it really beautiful and like you're taking care of yourself instead of like doing a bad thing with yourself that's <laughs> so beautiful yes I just got a vibrator recently um in December and I had just never had one my whole yeah. life and I love titling that like self-care time you know yes. it's like okay I'm gonna have self-care time yeah. you know and that just puts such a like positive spin on it I am needing a little bit of exercise. I'm going to go on a walk or right. I 
want to just take a bath and relax or I want to use my vibrator tonight. Like just seeing it as more casual than like, because we will intentionally go on a walk or we'll intentionally go yeah. work out and do these things that's not weird right it's not weird <laughs> at all so it's like just throwing that yes. in the mix no big deal mm-hmm. um i think i remember you telling me in come as you are didn't you say that there was uh, an example where a mom walks in and finds her oh, son yes. masturbating <laughs> and usually the typical response is freaking out right like that's seen in movies and that's kind of just seen in real life and that just shows that it's bad right the reaction makes it seem like what they're doing is bad so what alternative reaction did that book kind of well it was just like oh okay we're leaving in 10 minutes (laughs) like Like just no big deal kind of ignoring it like okay like when you're ready <laughs> just no emotional reaction yeah. just like oh okay like oh you're brushing your teeth yeah you're just like hey oh. we're going in 10 minutes it's yeah what you would do if they're brushing their teeth i love it and I then you might i mean honestly you could talk about it i guess if you want to but it's just like don't react negatively to it because it's just any negative connotations there's already so much of that so it just makes it worse so to totally. have it a safe place in, in the house would be amazing and knowing that it's like, oh, this is okay. For sure. Do. Yeah, it's just having a total new lens on it and not yeah. seeing it as the scary, uncomfortable, wrong thing and just know that it's all good. Yeah. What do you think helps if somebody is maybe not really comfortable with talking about it with their partner or just talking about it at all with friends, like when it can be you know, more of an uncomfortable topic? What maybe helped you find the courage to be open about it? I think once I started getting enough interest in it, which I feel like once I got the books, that made me more interested. And then I just feel like it's very natural that you want to share what you're learning about because it's so good. Any way that you can get it in your mind so that you can learn that like all these things aren't bad, they're actually beautiful, can just change, like changes your life. I truly think that, because I literally never used to read. So that's kind of crazy. And now I'm reading and books are changing my life. And especially sex books. So I'm like, that's crazy. So definitely reading if you can. Like one of my favorites is Come As You Are. I like it a lot because it's actually really focused on y- yourself. Like, And I was very shocked. Because I thought it was like a thing between, you know, you and your partner. Like, So I realized... I don't have a relationship with myself. Mm. I don't love myself and I don't see myself as like sexy and all of these things. So it took me like on that journey to like accept myself and love myself. And I was like, this is crazy. That's (laughs) incredible. And then if you can find someone that you're willing to open up to that hopefully has a good view on sex, that would be great too. Totally. Finding someone safe and trustworthy. It's kind of underrated how scary it is to just talk to your partner about sex yeah. and what we like and and sometimes figuring out what we like because for a while like I didn't really know yeah. what would turn me on I didn't really know what my sexual fantasy was I didn't really have one <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> like um so just kind of finding that out which kind of goes back to self-discovery yes. and learning more about ourselves so just even sharing each other's like 
what are we thinking about when we're having sex or yeah like what things you're thinking about when you're trying to get pleasure even if you're by yourself and it's it was pretty terrifying to talk about but it was like actually really freeing to talk about it that's so cool to have that open communication with your partner I mean it's really brave that y'all were able to like talk about it and I'm so glad it brought y'all a lot of freedom yeah what's also wild is having like low libido I think for me it's actually can be a result of trauma and I think mine is definitely related to that just growing up with a lot of sexual shame so then it's like my body is kind of like oh no 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 don't you don't want to have sex like you don't want to go there because then you're going to be filled with a lot of shame and guilt so I think like as I've unlearned that shame and just celebrated myself sexually yeah then the libido gets a little bit stronger and the drive gets a little bit stronger i'm like i want to share this story because i'm like maybe you should try it but it's just something interesting and cool so i'm very visual so like when like during sex i'm like just very in my head thinking about something so we came up with this like crazy idea and it's every time we go to do it it's so crazy to me but like once we start I'm good um is Chris narrating the story in my head oh because usually I make up my own stories and that's like disconnecting him so a way to bring him in was yeah just him one he's a great storyteller so that helps he is um so him just telling the story also because we've shared our like what we like, like, um, what, what do you call that? Um, our sexual desires maybe? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he then now knows how to also tell a story roughly based on that, but it's always so intense at the beginning. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what you're going to say. This is weird. This is weird. But once he starts talking, that voice quiets and I start visualizing what he's saying. And I'm like, this is really crazy. That is but it's perfect. very, very cool. That- if you're visual, that's a cool technique. Yeah, he's like a Dungeons and Dragons master, so he's literally perfect for that. Um, I love that. Yeah, there's actually some app. Um, I need to... I'll look up what it's called, and then I'll yeah. put it in the intro. But it's an app that it's somebody telling stories like that that can oh. help like get people in the mood. So that's, cool. that's another really cool tool that we have also i'm like with visualization it's so interesting because i mean both me and chris we when we were explaining our like like what we envision um well what we visualize uh we both mentioned that when we're visualizing something we're not really seeing faces it's more like just something really intense or like whatever to get us going but like we don't know these people um, and I was like thinking about that. And I was like, it's really interesting. Cause I never think about, I don't really often think about me and Chris visually. Right. Um, but I think since going on my journey of like, f- um, discovering myself and like even seeing myself as sexy, I've been able to start to see myself in these visualizations now and Chris, which is crazy easier to see Chris. Cause he's just like, ready to go anytime but harder to see myself and then I recently yeah started being able to visualize that and I find that's really cool and um it's a lot harder work but I feel like the only reason I'm able to get there is because I'm starting to real like okay I'm seeing myself in a new way in a sexual way like to me that was crazy like I've never seen myself that way 
and so that where is it's amazing. like before I only you only see the people on the movies and they look like they're enjoying it so I can envision I can visualize that later because they're enjoying it but I've never enjoyed it before so how could I vi- visualize that whereas like now I'm starting to enjoy myself so I can visualize it now it's almost like you are able to turn yourself on yeah. by thinking about yourself. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm sexy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, uh, lately, I like to walk around the house and clean just kind of in my underwear. Yes. And I'll like t- stop by a mirror or something and kind of like pose and <laughs> take photos of myself. And so it's just kind of <laughs> silly, but no, I'm like, oh, I look good. <laughs> So what are some ways that you practically started accepting yourself better and loving yourself more? Yeah, I feel like definitely, um, so that it's like finding things that, that really truly do give you, bring you pleasure, I guess. Um, most days I would have a shower in the afternoon, like a very long shower and listen to music and sing and I'm so thankful that weed is legal here because um, for me, I'm like super uptight. About, like, I feel like everything just tightens when you say the word sex. I'm like, oh. Um, but then when I, I have an edible, it just relaxes me and just like completely takes that away. So I feel like that was really helpful. Just knowing like doing things that I enjoy that are relaxing. Yeah, that's so neat. And just really honing in on like embracing our own sexiness because we all have that in us we all have that muscle we can you know tap into and I think sometimes it can be a little bit repressed and it just takes shedding some layers and incorporating a lot of self-love and accepting ourselves as we are and like you said doing things that we love to remove a lot of those layers and bring out this sexuality that that's there yeah but something recently um, that I tried, which is really, it's kind of funny to me because I feel like there's so many girls out there that do this already. Um, but for me, it's very new and very crazy is wearing like a tank top without a bra. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. This, <laughs> it's like I love the it. craziest thing to me, but I went and bought like a ton of like super cute tank tops that I love. And now I don't wear bras at all. And I just wear tank tops as my bra, I guess. So it's like, you know, like wearing one now. So I'm like, okay, getting comfortable with that. And I'm slowly, I'm getting more comfortable because I wear it around the house all the time. And so wearing it out in public, still a bit like, oh, but like I'm getting slowly getting more comfortable with it. And the interesting thing is that one, it is comfortable. And two, I like kind of feel a little bit sexy, but I'm doing it for myself and not for Mm. like anyone else. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's really important too. Yeah, no, I mean, clearly I'm wearing a tank top and no bra right now. (laughs) It is so comfortable for me to just not wear a bra. I literally don't wear them anymore. But, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to wear a bikini. Like, I had to wear, like, a one-piece. And back when I was younger, one-pieces were not, like, cute. You know, now there's some cute ones where they're, like, kind of sexy one-pieces. Yes. it was like a speedo, you know, <laughs> not that cute. Um, and so now, honestly, when I feel the most free and the most sex, like the sexiest version of myself is when I am uh, at the beach or 
on a lake and I just have a tiny bikini on. I'm like, I love this. Like I can just walk around. I'm just like free and walk around. And it's common for women to be a little bit more ridiculed of what they're wearing. Like if it's immodest or something and taking that empowerment back and wearing whatever clothes make us feel awesome and confident is so important. Yeah, that is true. Also, another thing I started doing was like, going to the beach a bit more like just doing things that I enjoy doing and that make life more fun Um, like even usually on Saturdays we kind of go on adventures and just just have fun so I feel like even doing that type of stuff doing things that bring you joy then also help you I don't know just realize that focusing on you is very important Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it sounds so simple. Just, oh, do things we love. But yes. then a lot of times it's easy to put ourselves last, I yes. think. And really just flipping that narrative of, okay, I actually want to pour from a full cup, but yes. if I'm running on empty, then this is not going to be good for anyone. So just like continually doing things that fill us up and yes. doing things that we love is crucial yeah I guess the cool thing as well is that this is a forever journey so like it's just I feel like we're in the shallow and I feel like we're just going to get deeper and deeper as we keep staying on the journey but it has to be I just have to be mindful of it and it's only been I mean maybe almost a year like is that when we went away yeah yeah so not, it's like, not even a year so oh, good. uh okay. yeah I think September it'll be a wow. year yeah that's cool. So I've like really been going on it since then, like the journey. So things can change so fast. Yes. Something that may seem really stuck, not only can get better, but can get better really quickly. Even, you know, in a few weeks, like yeah. something shifts inside of us yeah. and we learn to like love and accept ourselves. And then all of a sudden it's like we see life totally different. Yeah. That's the craziest thing about going on your self-discovery journey is you're starting to accept yourself and learn about yourself and so then you're able to let other people accept your accept you and love you which is like really really beautiful but I do think I mean I wish I went on it earlier honestly Mm -hmm. I wish I went on it before I was married because eight years is crazy Mm -hmm. it is and I think a lot of people it can feel like they're stuck and it can feel like, oh, this is going to be just how it is forever. And you're able to demonstrate and show to everyone that that's not true. Like any dire situation, you can turn over a new leaf. And I think that story is going to speak to a lot of people and a lot of people can relate. I know I totally can. It's so fascinating because I had the same thought that I wish I could have gone on that self-exploration journey before I got married because it's so funny like growing up I was taught that if I saved my virginity for my husband for my you know future partner then it would be a blessing to them it would be like a gift to them it's like the opposite was my experience where I was realizing oh you know what actually 
I wish I would have connected to my sexuality and been more like comfortable in my own skin before. Like I wish I had sex way before I got married, you know? And so, um, and had like a lot more experience with it and you know, that way it wouldn't be so scary and terrifying. Yeah. To anyone that's listening, I really think the most important thing is going on your journey, discovering yourself. So like, if you are single, you, there's so much you can do before you get into a, a relationship or, you know, but also if you are in a relationship, you can still go on your own journey. So it's just like, I feel like that's really important if you want to go deeper with someone else is you have to go deep with yourself. Mm. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> no, that's so cool. Yeah, I think I saw someone on Instagram. It said something like, people can only meet others as deeply as they've met themselves. And I think that was talking about, you know, maybe an emotional connection, Mm -hmm. but still I think it applies with emotional, sexual, like all those things are connected. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I really think it's, I know it's going to help so many people and a lot of people are going to be able to relate because this is something that, a ton of people go through and experience so I'm just so proud of you and inspired that you have the courage to talk about this so thank you um, so much for being here and for opening up and sharing your story yes thank you for having me and also I just feel I feel very comfortable talking about this subject and I want people to know that if they feel comfortable reaching out I would definitely be okay with that that's awesome I want to be someone who is that safe space for people um because I want to change the future of this narrative I don't think it's okay to keep like sex and shame together I don't it should be like freedom and sex Mm, (laughs) freedom and sex like 100 percent yeah so um how would people get in contact with you if they wanted Um, to talk more about it I would say Instagram um the Kim Gillis uh, yeah, I'm on there. Perfect. <laughs> I'll link it um, on yeah. the episode so people can find it easily. Yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, what comes of this. And this was just such a such a cool conversation. And again, thanks for being here. Yes, thank you for having <laughs> okay, me. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>